0: Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. On the weekend, obviously, the Kangaroos, uh, they put the sword through the Kiwis, and I believe the man of the match was Harry Grant. But uh, for me, in my opinion, I thought the man of the match was the hammer. I thought Hamiso was fantastic. Uh, In that game, I thought that obviously playing left center, he marked up against the Kiwis' right center, Joey Manu, who many have regarded for a number of years to be the best center in rugby league. I think there are a couple that have probably jumped him over the last few years. But I still think on any given day, Marno was one of the hardest guys in particular uh, to defend. Not a bad defender himself, but definitely it's his attacking prowess uh, that has rocketed him to the top as far as the best centers in the game over the last couple of years. And I thought that the job that Hamiso did on him was tremendous. I think it was 19 tackles, zero missed. And um, that's all good and well. You know, stats still tell a certain part of the story. Uh, but I just thought the way that he locked up Joey Manu all night was incredible. I think Manu had 15 runs for 112 metres or something on those lines. It ended up averaging out to about 7.8 metres per run, uh, which for Joey Manu, that's keeping him very, very quiet. And he was allowed to roam a little bit during this game. So I personally reckon his individual matchups with Hamiso, he would have gone for even less than that. Uh, He really was incredible. There was... There was literally one play where Manu had uh, Hamiso on the back foot, and it was a play where they oh, obviously they were going down the right edge, were about thirty or forty meters out, um, and the Kiwis were on the front foot, and Hamiso was actually forced to corkscrew. So when I say corkscrew, obviously when you are tracking backwards and you're turning your back um, on your on your attacker. So uh, an old saying in rugby league is never show your number, uh, which means that when you're defending, you never want your opposition to be able to see the number on your back if they do, you're facing the wrong way, you've been corkscrewed, and you're in all sorts. And the vast majority of times when players get turned around like this, it is show over. There's just there. There is no way of coming back from it. The great Jonathan Thurston, I remember years ago, one of my favourite tries of all time. Uh, scored by a good mate Jaiye. Uh, he scored a brilliant try where he had JT Corkscrewed, and he he's you 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 saw the seven or the six on JT's back three or four times, uh, and and then yeah, yeah, he scored in the corner. And when you get in that situation, honestly, you are just in a downward spiral, and it is near impossible to get yourself back or or you know manage to make that tackle or just make it work. Uh, Miso was caught in that moment, and if, if you remember it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, maybe go back and watch the game and have a look at it. I have never seen a guy look more comfortable when getting corkscrewed. His balance is just second to none, and his confidence in his ability defensively to just make it work however it looks is simply incredible. Um, that's the moment that really stood out for me, and he did manage to make that tackle on Manu. Uh, and, and even in those situations, even if you're not making a tackle, it's just you, you, you being there, you blocking up some space, and just being a Other body there that can maybe force you into other defenders and whatnot. I I do think it's something that, when it comes to good defensive players in rugby league, I think it's something that we really, really sleep on. I think we focus too much sometimes on tackles, missed tackles and whatnot. Uh, Sometimes you can come up and give away a missed tackle, but it forces the play inside or it forces the player somewhere else. Um, And I, I, you know, as we always say, not all missed tackles are equal. Uh, And I I just saw Hamiso the other night was tremendous. Just what he did to Manu, I haven't really seen someone keep Manu that Quiet. I've seen Manu have bad games that I think quite often don't have all that much to do with the defense. I think he's just off. Uh, but the other night, I thought Manu. He he was keen. He was going at him. He was taking a heap of runs. Uh, but he just he just wasn't able to make an indent on Hamiso. And there was a number of times where they ended up in a one-on-one contest. Um, and you know, he, Hamiso just came out on top. Every single time, it was incredible. Um, Obviously, in attack, they had a moment where they went one-on-one up against each other, and Hamiso absolutely left Manu for dead. I don't think he even touched him. And once again, we talk about that balance. You know, they're the greatest players of all time. They have a balance that just can't be coached, and you just, as soon as you see it, you just go, wow, how does he do that? And that was one of those moments for me when Hamiso got the ball. He just went right foot, came off it. And he just left Manu for absolute dead. Manu was no slouch. Manu's a pretty good defender himself. Uh, and he just never stood a chance against So That was, of course, the Dylan Edwards try. Just a simple draw and pass from there to put Edwards over. But the way that he left Manu, uh, I don't think many guys in this competition would be able to do that. His balance is just unbelievable. I, I haven't really seen too many guys that have balance like that, um, especially when you combine it with speed. And having balance is all good and well. But the way that he manages to go from a standing start to absolute top speed is unbelievable. And Hamiso, to me, still looks like one of those guys that he runs as fast as he needs to, uh, which is terrifying when you consider what he is capable of doing. So just watching him the other night, watching him play centre, I put on my Instagram that I think right now he's the best centre in rugby league, and that's based off, you know, recent internationals and what we've seen and whatnot. Um, Stephen Crichton was obviously, in my opinion, was the best centre in rugby league this year. Herbie probably a close second. Uh, But I think that what Hamiso has done In state of origin. That's every single state of origin game he's played so far that, in my opinion, he's probably been the dominant centre on the field. He's arguably been the dominant outside back on the field. Uh, And then to go for the Kangaroos, where, in my opinion, he was man of the match in their first game. He absolutely killed it, scoring two tries, breaking it open at halftime. Defence was very strong again. And then in that game, he kept... You know, he, he kept Joey Manu silent in that game. And he didn't score any tries. But if you have a look at the stats that he stacked up from that game, I'm just going to get him up now. It was something like two try assists, three line break assists. I mean, he was just wreaking havoc all over the field and creating opportunities. And it was no shock to me uh, that on the last few plays, they scored down that edge because of the threat of Hamiso as well. Played 80 minutes. He only ran for 94 metres. So he isn't like a crazy high-volume guy. Uh, but he had three line break assists, two try assists, four tackle break. 17 tackles zero miss so Hamiso was just absolutely everywhere in this game he would have been my man of the match in that one and it made me sort of think wow like he was an absolute superstar for the Dolphins this year playing fullback they had a couple of deficiencies uh on their edges throughout the year so Wayne tried to move him out there and um you know the the, the other night when, when I posted as per usual when, whenever you post stuff like that straight away people are like oh he's forgotten about Critter yeah I've forgotten about Stephen Crichton the guy that I tipped you all off about in 2019 to be the next Inglis uh, to, to what did I say to be the next uh, Inglis slash Israel Folau sort of clone um, haven't forgotten about Critter guys please don't give me that absolute dribble uh, I just think that Hamiso has shown in the ref you know, going up against the the best guys just how good he can be and Stephen Crichton's done the same in the finals and in grand finals there's no doubt about that but I think if you're looking at one of them uh, that's dominated the rep arena I think it would have to be Hamiso for me uh, based on what he has achieved uh, obviously Stephen Crichton had a really good origin series this year I thought he was very impressive but you know I do remember when Hamiso was picked for game one and the amount of people that bagged him and said he shouldn't be there it's fucking crazy why he's there and whatnot. Um, that was a time when I didn't forget Critter I, I, I was obviously backing him in heading into that series uh, but yeah I just think Hamiso if he's not top one, sure. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. If you have Stephen Crichton header for me, so I'm not going to argue with you at all. I think that's completely fair. Uh, But I I think more so to the point, he's a top two, top three centre in our game, yeah? And I I saw in the comments a lot of people targeting one game against Isaac Tungo around 20 this year when the Dolphins played you know the Panthers the best team of the modern era going up against a new franchise after the wheels had fallen off uh, and said Oh, I didn't have any answers for Isaac Tungo and I thought yeah okay sure I, I kind of remember that game I went back and watched the highlights of it last night and you know Isaac Tungo scored two tries but you know every time he got the ball in that situation was off the back of second phase footy and offloads where there was an overlap uh, there was a try that he set up at the end where uh, he got an offload away if you have a look at the play though uh um, you had uh, Tafade outside of Hamisa. Hamisa had handled Isaac Tunga. we would made that tackle. He got a late offload. And Tafade, he didn't trust his his centre and he came in instead of staying on his man, which led to another try. So I actually don't think that situation, that, that game was as bad as what people think. Um, and I think it's worth going back and watching that. I, I'd, I'd say that a lot of people that are on social media and whatnot are looking at um, the missed tackles and whatnot. But if you go and have a look at when those missed tackles are, a lot of them come off the back of offloads. Uh, there was one where Isaac Tunga got through, and if you actually have a look, Hamiso made a try saving tackle on the other side of the field, and then he was running back to get back to the other side, uh, and Isaac Tango came off his right foot to beat Hamiso, uh, but once again, I really don't think it's that bad, and I also think that it it, it's funny how people do it on social media and just people in general now people take you know people's worst performances or their not great performances and use that as the example don't look at anything else ignore you know consistently in the biggest stage in our game state of origin what Hamiso has done what he's done for the kangaroos and uh you know people are telling me that um you know he couldn't do it for the dolphins because you know he's not in a stacked team and You know what, maybe, but I I mean, if you're a good defender, you're a fucking good defender, yeah. Um, And you know, you spend a whole preseason with guys. If you're playing, you know, in the centres, you will spend a preseason with your with your winger, sort of sorting stuff out, getting used to each other, understanding calls and whatnot. Um, I think it is worth realizing that throughout last year, Hamiso, when he did play centre, he sort of jumped in there occasionally. Uh, The Dolphins were constantly chopping and changing their side, just trying to make things work. So I think Hamiso can be a really successful centre at the Dolphins. But it made me think about the other night I posted on Instagram that potentially the Dolphins could consider playing Hamiso at centre and getting themselves another fullback. Now, potentially they've already done that. They signed Jake Avarillo this year. They've also signed Herbie Farmworth to go. Well, Jake has played a lot of fullback, and I think he's a very talented fullback, and I think under Wayne Bennett, I think he's going to do really well. Herbie's made it clear that he would like to play fullback at some point, but I haven't really heard those comments in quite some time, and since then he's become one of the premier centres in our game. Uh, The thing is, Hamiso is a left centre when when I think he plays his best footy. He's playing left centre. Uh, You've obviously seen that for Queensland out for the Kangaroos, as is Herbie Farmworth. Now, I actually think Herbie could probably play left or right, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, passing's really key to w- which side you play on and which side you fend on. I think Herbie'd be as dangerous on both, and I personally think Hamiso would be just as dangerous on both as well. But You know, ha- having a fullback background, he could play both edges. So I think you could make that work. Um, you could play Herbie at fullback. You could play Jacob Rillo at fullback. My first thought was, geez, the Dolphins could actually go into market here and find someone to bring into this side, find someone that, you know, who we think has the potential to be a gun fullback, but maybe isn't playing fullback week to week in the NRL for whatever reason. And straight away, I thought about the Gold Coast boys. You've got, um, you know, I assume they won't get AJ Brimson. I think he will stay on the Gold Coast. But you've got Jaden Campbell and you got Keeney as well, another guy that I think is going to be a genuine star. Hasn't played a stack of first grade yet, uh, and people might not be aware just how good he is. But Keanu Keeney, I think he could be an absolute gun. You know, if you were to get Campbell or Keeney, I would happily play Hamiso at centre – And give him a license to roam around a little bit. I wouldn't tell Hamisa to stay down that corridor. I would give him a license to go and play a little bit of footy, move around the park a little bit, pop up where he sees fit. Um, Other guys you could look at. You've obviously got Sua down there at Melbourne. I personally don't think the Storm are going to let him go. Maybe you get a loan deal. You'd probably have to give away a gun forward. Don't know if the Dolphins would want to do that, but he's an option. I think Ito as well. I probably don't think he's ready to play fullback just yet, uh, but under Wayne Bennett and, 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 and you know, with, with some of the outside backs they've got on that side, they could make it work. Um, you look just uh, just down the road, you've got the Brisbane Broncos who have Reese Walsh as their fullback. You know, Sailor's also part of that squad, who's a very, very talented fullback. Every time... We've seen him come in for the Bronx. He has absolutely carved it. He's another one he could consider. Wayne's obviously coached Wendell. Could potentially coach his young bloke there. The other one I think would be a really good get if you get your paws on him, and I don't think the Manly Seagulls would let him go, but Kohler. Good God. Uh, we saw the games that he played for the Manly Seagulls at fullback at the back end of the year. Granted, they were against two bottom three teams and he absolutely torched them. But I think it is pretty evident that he is a guy with a heap of talent who probably should be a fullback in the NRL. So a couple of guys there. Now, the other one and the big Smokey, and this is a little something to watch because I've I've heard that they are keeping an eye on him. Is Jack Wellsby obviously, uh, from the English team. I think he is like... 23, 24 years old or something he co- he captained uh, that English side over the last few weeks I believe uh, but he's another one there's been a lot of talk about him, a lot of people keeping an eye on him uh, he's 22 years of age so still very young, uh, has obviously carved it over there, has been very talented has achieved a lot of things in the English Super League and I haven't got to w- watch him as much as I would like uh, but I hear people talk about him, That their, their opinions I respect and they speak very highly of him, saw him in the World Cup, he did look very good in the early parts of that World Cup. He sort of faded off late but i think it is worth considering that you know regardless of what he did he's 22 years old he's obviously got ability he's got a lot more growth in him and jack wellsby'd be a really really interesting guy uh there are a number of clubs that are looking at him i think that uh, you'll find that there was a lot of uh representatives from nrl clubs who went over to england to watch their test series against tonga uh, i'm pretty sure you had guys from the roosters there i'm pretty sure you had guys from the dolphins there as well from what i've heard uh so he's another option that they could potentially go for getting a jack Wellsby and then they could move Hamiso into the centres. And all of a sudden you're looking at Herbie Farnworth on one head, Hamiso on the other. You're looking at two of the best defensive centres and two of the best attacking centres on either edge. Two guys that I think you would you would almost give both of them a little bit of a license to move around a little bit. Uh, probably more so Hamiso. Uh, but, you know, especially coming out of your own end, you know, the, 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 those guys, I, I know that Hermiso isn't like a high-volume guy, but you watch his hit-ups that he takes out of his own end. He's strong as well. Um, and then you 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 would be able to fit Jake Averillo, you know, either on the bench. Maybe he could be your 14. Maybe Jake Averillo doesn't make the side by that point. Maybe Jake Averillo is your answer at fullback. I'm not too sure. And, look, if you don't want to make any of these changes and you want to keep Hermiso at fullback 100%, I, I would not push back on that at all. It's just an idea I was thinking about that it is a very good opportunity to be able to, take a superstar playing him in arguably the position he's better at. You could sh- really shore up an entire defensive edge with one of the best defensive players in the competition. Um, and then you could try and get a young gun star in there. And under Wayne Bennett, I'd probably back anyone they sign as a fullback to absolutely blow it away. And maybe that'll be Jacob Rillo. Wouldn't shock me at all. I've said from day one that I think he'll be a fantastic signing. I think he will kill it. Uh, but there is an opportunity there for the Dolphins to be able to make some big moves. Now, am I absolutely sold on this? No, I'm not. No way. Uh, I I think it could work, and I think it could be really successful, but you know, Hammer did show this year is one of the best fullbacks in the game. There is no doubt about that. And he was so incredible for the Dolphins. So if they've got no plans to move him, I would get that 100%, but it is great to have options. And I think right now the Dolphins find themselves with a very, very special footballer in the Hammer, uh, who they could move to a couple of positions. If they've got the other superstars to move there, Cody Nicarema was playing a bit of fullback last year, whilst Hammer was in the centers. Wasn't really the answer. I think it was pretty evident that wasn't working out overly well, uh, uh, but they you know there's so many guys sitting around this league who would make great fullbacks and sitting around the world that would make great fullbacks if given the opportunity i think it is something the dolphins should consider and by the sounds of it I think it is something the Dolphins are considering. So a little situation to watch there. Uh, Hamiso is going to play in the final of the Pacific Championships this week, uh, going up against New Zealand again. Very keen to watch that matchup with Joey Manu. Manu, he would have been licking his wounds after that game on Saturday night. It's very hard to keep a champion down two weeks in a row. Though, based on what I saw the other night, I think I'd have to back Hamiso in. Just keep an eye if you haven't really noticed it or you're not someone that watch rugby league as in depth as I do. When you're watching that final this weekend, just keep an eye on Hamiso and the defensive efforts that he makes on Joey Manu. How often Joey Manu breaks a tackle on him? How often Joey Manu gets an offload? How often Joey Manu just makes post contact meters off him that the that the um, Kiwis really get a roll off? The beauty of Joey Manu is you sort of know what, he, what he's going to do. He's such a good runner, he's going to run the football time and time again. Doesn't have a huge passing game in him. We have seen it a little bit throughout this Pacific Championship, especially in their first games. Uh, but you know Joey Manu is going to w- run the football. Hamiso is well and truly aware of that, and he is just locking him up at the moment. So just keep an eye on that little matchup this weekend. Uh, I'm expecting them to have another fantastic clash. And once again, it's hard to keep champions down. Joey Manu is a champion, but my God, Hamiso, he is elevating himself very, very quickly into that champion sort of category.